Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Read with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. So I'm always looking out for original work that's also inspirational. Today I have a warm and a very personal book that does not didactically or theoretically answer the question, can a woman have it all? It really shows you how one woman, this woman, answered that question for herself. Originally from Ipo, she broke out of her role as a tax and treasury director at an MNC to eventually build a business based on the idea of forever changing the way mothers shop for baby products. So why does the CEO and founder of Mother's Work start her book with a chapter titled A Gangster from Ipo? Why has she chosen to lay her life bare and who does she hope the book will benefit? Time to welcome the woman who's built a multi-million dollar retail empire, a chain of stores both here in Singapore and in China under the brand of Mother's Work. She's built several other brands as well. She's the author of a brand new book, Woe Mom, Living My Life as a Warrior, Woman and Mom. Sharon Wong, how are you? Good morning, Michelle. I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Take us back to the girl from Ipo and, and chapter one of your book. Who exactly is the gangster from Ipo? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you ask my children, it's their mother. <laughs> <laughs> Take us back to your early life. Growing up on a rubber plantation, did the idea of building a business, was that at all influenced by what you, grew, what you experienced early on in life? Absolutely not, Michelle. It was so far away. Mm. I mean, I grew up in this little plantation, and it's as far away as you can imagine from the roads, I mean, from Orchard Roads, the shopping malls on Orchard Roads, right? Right. It never occurred to me that one day I would run a business, nor would I write a book, nor would I be here with a community of mums. But I did know that I wanted more. Even growing up, I wanted more. And so that prompted leaving Malaysia for you or the, the idea of leaving Malaysia for an overseas education? Yes, so that prompted the idea of me living the small cowboy town that I was born in. Mm. And I had wasted the first part of my life playing and not getting the grades. In those years, you need, you know, it's paper qualification. Mm. So I, I, I mean, I was so deprived of uh, friendships and, and group play dates growing up that when I had it, when I had access, I went all out and forgot that, you know, you do need to study to get somewhere. And <laughs> one day I woke up, you know, at the, and, and I realized that if I don't do something, I'm going to be stuck here barefoot and pregnant. And, and I wanted more and I just needed to get out and reset. All right. Now you talk in this book about being afraid to speak up at university. You realize that. Now, when it comes to this whole idea of confidence speaking up and presenting ideas. Uh, how important do you think is that for entrepreneurs? And what changed for you, you know, that, that shifted things? So you, you found you were able to be a strong advocate for what you believed in. Um, it's gradual, but what kicked off, I guess it's confidence, right? Growing mm. up in a small town, um, I didn't have the confidence. But what triggered off was in my second year at university when we're doing a group project and the professor had all of us in his office because obviously we didn't do something right. And the rest of the teammates were trying to explain and it was just going round and round. And out of frustration, I just burst out and, and came out right and said exactly what I thought. And the room was silent. And I thought, oh my gosh, what have I done? And then the professor said to me, why don't you always speak the way you do now and write the way you speak? Because people would listen. Mm. Uh, that 
kind of stayed with me for a long time. And of course, it's not, you know, it's still eventually, it goes gradual. And maybe today I am a completely different woman, but it's through experience and confidence that I am able to articulate and, and be who I am. I, I am quite blunt because I, I really don't spend the time trying to, you know, I should, but I don't. <laughs> That's great advice, actually. Literally, speak your mind. Speak yes. what you think. Uh, I thought it was really interesting um, that you say you love the power suits and you love the big shoulders. Was it power dressing that paved the way for working in tax and treasury, Sherry? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Tell me more about life in an MNC and when did you know it was time to leave? Actually, it was a very interesting... So it's my entrepreneur journey, right? Mm-hmm. So in, in each of our lives, there is a moment. And it's that moment where a thought enters your mind and it transforms your world. Mm. For me, that moment started when I was pregnant with my first child. I was spending three months in Chicago every year because I was working for an MNC. In fact, I was there right smack in the middle of winter and I was pregnant with my first child. Oh, that's cold. Yeah. Yeah, and... and you know, from that moment, I was just obsessed with finding decent maternity clothes, the coolest baby stroller, the safest car seat, the perfect milk bottle. You name it, I wanted it, Michelle. I mean, mm. I was such a momzilla. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, by the time I was pregnant with my third child, I had done all the research. I had brands from all over the world and I wanted to share. Because to me, surely I am not unique. I am not the only woman journeying into motherhood that would like to have all these things. So I call it my little black book of what to buy and when to buy. Everything that you need to raise your baby, not anybody's baby but yours. Really, it was your own experience as a mother trying to find the best products for yourself. It started off as you wanting stylish maternity wear, you write in the book, right? And then it evolved? Yes. Well, I was still working for the MNC and I'm meeting bankers and and. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to lunches and I can't be seen in this frock. In the old days, maternity clothes was this floral frock with Peter Pan collar. Oh, my. And yeah, yeah, you guys don't know what it was like. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I cannot be seen in this. And then I found and of course, I travel for my work mm-hmm. and I found maternity clothes for professional women. And then it transforms from there. And then my quest to be a mother, a wonderful mother, my desire to get the best baby products, to provide the best environment, to keep my baby safe while balancing my career and traveling, right? Mm. That to the creation of Mother's Work, which is ex- actually an extension of me, a mother of three. Really, Michelle, it started mm. as a hobby project. Wow, I love that. So literally, it starts off with your own journey to find these products, to find these dresses that make you look professional, allow you to look professional at work, and literally be a mom at work. Yeah, well, yeah, be a mom. I'm a mom, I'm a professional, I'm a career woman, but I didn't want to have that, you know, barefoot barefoot and pregnant idea Mm. in my head because it was always stuck with me in the boardroom. So uh, I think listeners for this station are very keen on the money question. So I have to ask, Sharon, financially, what did it take to really start Mother's Work and then to grow it? $17,000 in 1998. Wow, okay. (laughs) That's a fortune. (laughs) That was a fortune then. (laughs) Well, I remember 17,000 because it popped up and we weren't even a registered company then, right? We were just one of those small, uh, you can be a sole proprietor in a partnership. 
We started with $17,000 and we were profitable immediately. Wow. Where was so that, that first store, 19- Sharon? Remind us. The first store was in Forum Shopping Centre. Right, right, was, right. Everybody remembers that. Yeah, it was a little tiny store right in front of the escalator. And we just sold funky, uh, professional maternity clothes that are not a tent of pregnant <laughs> women. So what did that 17000 uh, go to? And how did it feel, you know, really taking... It, uh, investing that money in yourself? Well, actually, because we were the first shaker and mover and there weren't any decent maternity clothes, rent was a pop-up store. Mm. We rented it as a pop-up store and the 17000 went to buying stock, bringing in, you know, fancy spaghetti strap maternity clothes, mm. suits, and that whole range of nice, decent, normal. You know, if you're pregnant doesn't mean that you don't have to look Good. I hear the passion that fueled mother's work. <laughs> Sharon, on the personal side, uh, apart from the 17,000, what sort of personal sacrifice or, you know, um, personal input did it take? I don't want to belittle this. I'm sure that people have to sacrifice, but I never look at it as sacrifice. I just keep moving. Mm-hmm. Right? Once an idea gets stuck in my head, I just keep moving. Yeah. And I, I often get asked, how I managed to run this business into what it is today from that little store in Forum mm-hmm. and have a family. I have three children. And I mean, they're all grown up now. Mm-hmm. But I have three children. But, you know, right from the beginning, maybe whether I was naive, I never saw that it is either or where I have to choose having a family over career. It is not either motherhood or career. It's always motherhood and whoever else I wanted to be. And initially, it was motherhood and the professional career woman in my power suits, traveling the world. Um, and then the passion that found me, I made my passion my work, was to actually empower other women as they journey into motherhood. Because no one helped me. And, you know, Google, my great friend wasn't around at the time. <laughs> and I just wanted to share, Michelle. All right. I think it's, it's interesting when we think of the personal sacrifice theme, because people want to know, how do you navigate change, Sharon? And that really is the heart of the question, how do you deal with motherhood and being a successful career woman as well? How do you navigate this change? There's personal changes going on with your body. There's ty- t- temporal changes, how much time you can spend at the workplace because you have a child to take care of, this new life. Um, so in terms of, you know, the change that had had to happen because mother's work needed to take off, did you have to leave your job, for example, or were you still straddling both? It was, it was a hobby. Mother's Work started as a hobby. I just wanted this little retail store where I could come in on the weekends and sell the wares that I wanted oh, I was using. Love it, love it. <laughs> so I kept, my, I kept my job for until my third baby, actually. And when he was, I think he was born in October. Yeah, so around that time, I start to have thoughts of, well... You know, I've been there, I've done that, and I'm not growing. And really, my, I'm just so passionate about all these baby products. And I really want to connect with all these moms out there. Mm. And that's when, and, and also because we made a move, right? We changed, and I guess I really wanted to be that businesswoman, this seat that started, and then you become the entrepreneur and you start moving forward. Sharon Wong is the author of the book we're reading today, Woe Mom, Living My Life as a Warrior, Woman and Mom. You're refreshingly honest in this book uh, and you talk about winging it when you first uh, begin in China, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, 
I don't have any retail background, Michelle. And like I said, this is just passion. I, I mean, I made my passion my work. I love the products. I love researching what I need to use you know, to, to raise my babies. And I wanted to share all that. So because we always hope that through sharing, we are able to inspire each other and bond as we journey through motherhood. Mm-hmm. And, and, and pretty much the book is, is pretty much my story to share, the, the primer of what to expect with motherhood and growing a business. What do you say yeah. to women who are listening in, who are worried, who are afraid, who think I need this roof over my head and I need this job? Uh, what do you say to a woman wondering, can I have it all? Absolutely, you can have it all. It is just balancing. I always say you can have it all. You just need to learn to balance. All right. So it's about prioritizing and balance and um, telling us. Yep, go ahead. and And the different seasons in our lives, right, Michelle? I mean, when the when the baby is young, you might want to take a little bit more time off just to raise the baby or spend more time with the baby. And as the baby grew, and that's what I did actually with my with my mother's work career. Hmm. Uh, when they were young, I was mainly a stay-at-home mom, but you know, I don't need to stay home full time. I started to continue to connect with suppliers and continue to build mother's work. And as they're older, you know, I, it became really part of my, it was my fourth baby. So I, I always say, look, when you want to prioritize, it is your life. Be the mother you want to be. Don't don't let society or anyone else guilt you into being somebody you're not. So be the mother you want to be and decide from there how we should move forward. Love that, love that. What are your top tips, Sharon, for other working moms listening in who find they can't cope? <laughs> First, ask for help. Please ask for help. We have help. Mm-hmm. Ask your husband, ask your extended family. And to be very honest, the dads today are very hands-on. I mean, I meet them every day. And um, they are very different from my dad's generation. Uh, Number two, find your inner circle of woman warriors. They are there to support you, to encourage you, and to keep going. And lose the guilt. Please lose the guilt. I have to say I fell in love with your dad a little reading this book. It's so encouraging, <laughs> so warm, you know, and he really puts that message out there. It seems to me as a reader anyway, from the get go that Sharon, you want to be a working career star and a mom, you can have it all. And he's, yeah. you know, encouraging and acknowledging every milestone you make along the way. I, you know, he's, he's not that he doesn't come across that way growing mm. up, you know, but when he did that, I thought, whoa, yeah. he listened. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. All right, um, before we let you go, I need to touch a little bit on leadership because women listening in um, also, you know, I'm sure they're looking for some nuggets of wisdom from you in terms of the difference between leadership and managing in your book. What are key differences there in your opinion? I think managing, you eventually learn to lead because for every entrepreneur, you start to manage. You have to be hands-on. If you lead by example, if you don't, then how do you expect your team to follow? Mm-hmm. But as you evolve, you become a leader who take your team to places where they don't necessarily want to go, but they will follow. Interesting. People want to grow, I think, at work. You also write, I'm not easy to work with. So what do you try to convey along the lines of this theme, the warrior theme of your book, Sharon? Expectation. I am not e- Look, I run the business at the end of the day. I want the business to be sustainable so that I can work with my team. I wanted to uh, take care of this select 
few, this team members that are with me for a long time so that this is a sustainable business that we can continue to support the community of mums. But at the same time, we give livelihood to a group of people. They have mouths to feed. They have, they have families, right? Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. so, so obviously, it's, it's business as well. So I'm just wondering, Sharon, you started off no experience in retail and you start this retail store and it's a huge hit. Now, do you think it's a product of its time that right now mothers have the, the world at their at their fingertips, right? Click and order, click and order anything from around the world. How is the store doing in this digital age? I haven't worked so hard in my life, Michelle, <laughs> the last two years. I mean, forget this digital age that we talk about that has been a kicking start for the last five to, I don't know, five to 10 years, right? It's slow. But the last two years just propelled it forward. And just during this pandemic, I've not worked so hard in my life. I mean, coming to pivot the business, taking care of the emotional, mental and and economical needs of my team, Mm. as well as reaching out to our moms. Because we have a community of moms. The baby's not going to wait. The baby's going to come. doesn't matter if you're locked down or not, right? Mm. So we had to pivot the business to connect with our moms and at the same time taking care of the team. You know, this is then actually... We've always kept it warm. Like I said, in every business, you focus on certain things. So I focus on creating this uh, experience and the community in China and in Singapore. But we had to evolve to pivot to become a truly omni-channel business. Wow. It sounds like you're working really hard, Sharon. I was, I was. And during (laughs) Circuit Breaker, right, I had two other babies that I launched. So we launched a new brand called Little Ray. And this triggered because the the ethos of the, the brand is that never without cuddles. You know that babies born during the pandemic, during COVID-19, they had very little cuddles because no one could visit. Oh my goodness, we all know that, you know, when it comes to thriving, babies need to be hugged. Yes. So Little Ray was made from sustainable bamboo muslin, bringing a ray of sunshine to newborns. And so we launched our own brand. And of course, you know, to kick off, off, I launched and wrote a book. Oh, yes. And congratulations. And thank you for coming to speak with us about that book. It is a pleasure meeting you, Sharon. Thank you, Michelle. And by the way, all the proceeds from the book will be donated to Halogen to give back to the next generation of young entrepreneurs. Oh, wonderful to hear that. Sharon Wong is founder and CEO of Mother's Work. That's who the book will benefit. The title again, Woe Mum, Living My Life as a Warrior, Woman and Mom. Keep reading. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.